Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. How do you... Here's what I'm always fascinated by. Obviously, I feel like I'm going to make a statement and you can agree or or have a better opinion. But I think a big part of functional medicine is acknowledging that outside stressors in your life have a very negative impact on your body and your function, correct? And so beyond eating right and, and, you know, preventative medicine, like all those stressors need to be managed in order to be a fully functioning person. Absolutely. I mean, it's both physiological and psychological stressors. So as far as like the response, the stress response, if you actually look at the hormones or the what's called the neuroamino endocrine system, the, the, the intersection between your nervous system, your immune system, i.e. inflammation and endocrine, your hormone system, whether it's a physiological stressor, like an underlying gut problem or a food that doesn't love you back or whatever, we deal with mold toxicity or environmental toxins, like that stuff's going to impact stress in the body, a stress response just as much and sometimes more, sometimes less. But a component is the psychological, the mental, emotional, spiritual stressors like unresolved trauma or someone's like situational, like their job or their relationships will impact your biochemistry, will impact that neuroaminoendocrine system just as much as the physiological stuff. So it has to be a both and, not either or approach. And clinically, when we deal with both and, that's how we get patients better. So as someone who runs their own business, is an author, (laughs) and personally sees patients from nine to six, how do you manage that? (laughs) <laughs> well, if you want to, if you want to get real, like if you want to get real, this is look, I I'm operating from a place of, I have to practice all these things that I teach my patients. Like this is like a non-negotiable for me with the amount of stuff I have going on. But on a, so I would say practicing from a food standpoint to improve my gut brain axis, to improve my body's resilience, because that's, really helps our bandwidth. Like when you feel good Mm, in your body, it improves our bandwidth. And on a feeling side of the gut feeling sort of duality, I 
really practice breath work, getting out in nature. I live in Nate, I live in the middle yeah. of nowhere in Pennsylvania. So it's really being as grounded as I can be to nature. And also from a business standpoint, having a great team, having a great team that you love and trust and implicitly like, know they've got your back and we're on the same mission. It's just, it's so important too. And you can't do all things. You can't do all things. And delegation is is another <laughs> huge <laughs> secret, which I've not fully mastered, but I'm, I'm better than I used to be to help with stress. You talk so much about boundaries. So I'm sure you have a lot of really good ones. Like is 6 p.m. a hard out for you? Like it is your time after six or is that would you give yourself an hour? You must have to be like catching up on stuff if you're with patients all day. Yeah, I'm with, I have to say, I'm not the best with, healthy boundaries with, with that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I, with relationships, I'm really, I'm good at, I'm good with it. I practice it better with work and patience and like talking about health stuff, which is my job, but I also love it. I was going to say, it's, it's also your pride. Like when it's yours, you enjoy yeah. it because it's yours. Yeah. So I don't have a hard, like I probably, if I was to lie to you, because from a patient standpoint, if I'm telling patients, they need to do this stuff. But for me, it's like, I don't know if I'm just a weird unicorn or if maybe I should turn it off, but I, it doesn't ever turn off for me because I do love it. I do love it. So how did you get into your, how did you, I don't, I would love for, because I think so often we, like, I'm so used to seeing your face on Instagram and like, and, I apologize for that. And your branding. No, because I follow you and I love it. Right. <laughs> so I think sometimes these like internet people who we know, we like see your, each other's faces on Instagram and then we see clips on TikTok and it's someone who becomes a part of our orbit, but maybe we don't have a lot of context. And I know, especially as some, you know, for me, context is king. And I know, especially with what just happened with you in that fucking viral dumb clip on TikTok, there was no context there, which out of context was like the perfect thing to get mad about. But <laughs> for it's like was really the perfect recipe. By the way, like I'm also like whoever made that clip did that on purpose. Like they wanted that. They wanted the virality of that because all those things do is bleed more followers to you and in the in the grand scheme of I, things. I did not make the clip. I did not make the clip. So I can't. No, I know you didn't. <laughs> And I didn't have anything to do with the clip. So it kind of annoyed me because at the end of the day, like I you were was, the yeah, totally. It was, an, it was like, so it was, it was taking out of context. Yeah. But look, I, like I said, last time we saw each other in person, like I think clips are amazing. I think clips should be used and how I think they, they're best served for people is provoking wanting curiosity to want to learn about the entire context. Totally. The problem is we've reduced like everybody's attention spans and everybody's like an impulse to be curious and read more. Like they don't have it. So they go and take the clip and they make it the entire story versus knowing, okay, there's obviously it's this piece and this piece and this piece and this piece and it's put into a 10 second clip. Mm -hmm. And they think that's the entire story. Well, you know, it's, Getting your news from clips, not context, is a problem. Uh, That's and how people operate. And then they love, I think so many of these angry people on the internet are some of this generation's best fiction writers because I've never seen <laughs> anything like it in my life. The stories that people are able to make up, piecing together, you know, 
all these little clips from the internet. I think it's, it's absolutely fascinating, but it's an unfortunate part of, I mean, like you had that amazing post on your Instagram where it's like, at least it's that, and we're not getting like burned at the stake or (laughs) (laughs) that's what used to happen. But anyway, for context, how did you get into functional medicine? I'd love like a little bit more of your background before I like, like turn this into a personal session where I ask you a million questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, how I, got into functional medicine, began far away in a far, long ago in a faraway place. Actually, it's right here in Western Pennsylvania where I live again. But it was me always kind of being a health nerd. I, I was always kind of a weird kid in hindsight. I would, I wanted to read about the latest superfoods and latest like healthy, like it was like biohacking before there was a term of biohacking. We're talking about like the nineties in Western Pennsylvania. So I, I, my first job was at the finish line selling shoes at the mall. And I'd use my paycheck to go to the health food co-op and buy these supplements and foods. And I pack my lunches for high school and then later in college, like, like bell peppers and like these random granolas I would make and these smoothies with like the most random stuff, like garlic. I put garlic in it as a 17 year old <laughs> garlic and these greens. You're and- like, it's antimicrobial mom. <laughs> <laughs> and like eggs. I put raw, like egg- I was strange. What did your family think about that? My parents, my family was interested in wellness, but I made them look like standard American. I was like the so far down on the spectrum that they I was the one that stood out even amongst them, which saying a lot. I wanted to be formally trained in this stuff. So I went to integrative medicine school, Southern California University of Health Sciences, and really just was re- trained formally in integrative health. And then did postdoctorate training. The Cleveland Clinic has a functional medicine center. They're all trained through what's called the Institute for Functional Medicine. And that's who's trained myself and my team. And I moved back to Pennsylvania and I started talking and writing about this stuff. And we didn't have the language of telehealth. We called it a virtual functional medicine clinic, but there'd be people in different states and countries that needed labs or needed functional medicine perspective on health issues. So we started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers 13 plus years ago. And again, this is cool. what I've done for the past 13 years for 10 hours a day. And occasionally I come out and, and write a book or do a podcast. <laughs> I'm doing all my new panels tomorrow. And my husband is doing his first round of panels, which is, it's very funny getting, you know, my husband's not from this country and grew up going to the doctor, like only if like your arm was falling off, like he had Mm. that, it was something reserved for like wealthy people, even though it's free in Italy, which is like so funny. It was not a part of like their culture growing up, but I can see that living here has taken a toll on him. Mm. And he notices it. Yeah. Like he's gaining weight for the first time from the foods that he's used to eating here that he was eating there. He has like some dark. I mean, he also became a father and is a business owner But I was, you know, I, I really had to explain to him and he got, he was the other night, he was like, I don't want to do all these tests and it's gross. And I don't want to collect my pee and my poop and these things and have my blood drawn. And <laughs> it's just weird. And I looked at him and I said, when we got married, you invested in forever with me and you invested in a lifetime by having a child. And I would hope that you would invest in your future health now, because Mm -hmm. 
I'm betting on you being alive as long as I am. And hopefully that's a very long time. <laughs> that's sweet. That's a good way of putting it. If I, I'd love, I mean, no pressure, but I'd love to look at your, send me over any lambs you want. Oh my God, I'd love to. I talked about this in my last episode, but listen, I know a lot of my listeners make most, if not a lot of their money from freelancing or running a small solo business. You're a consultant, you're a software developer, you're a coach, you're a photographer, a content creator, a graphic designer, or any number of specialties. And I know that you love the flexibility and control of having autonomy over your life versus, you know, a quote unquote normal job. But I won't tell you where you're going to mess up along the way. You need to invest money in yourself to set up these businesses properly, to save on your taxes, to do payroll, to do your bookkeeping, to do your accounting. It needs to happen. If you want to focus on your passion and not your paperwork, you have to know about collective.com. And I, again, talked about this in my last podcast. If I could scream this from the rooftops, I would because I've made these mistakes. Collective is the all-in-one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs because otherwise you have to hire all of these people separately. If you're making north of $60,000 in profit a year, you need to use collective.com. And here's what what they'll do. They will handle your corporate formation and compliance paperwork, your taxes, your bookkeeping, your accounting, and even your payroll. And here is an important reason to act now. If you've already made money this year, but you don't have an S-Corp election right now through June 30th, Collective can save you thousands of dollars on taxes in 2023 because they're able to backdate your S-Corp to January 1st. In fact, Collective members can save on average $10,000 per year on taxes with this structure. So Collective is the membership that easily pays for itself and then some. Again, act before June 30th to save potentially thousands of dollars in your 2023 taxes. Go to collective.com to save on taxes this year and have someone who knows what they're doing handle your setup, your accounting, your bookkeeping, and your taxes, even your personal taxes. That's collective.com. I started taking a bunch of different supplements for my PCOS, so I'm and I feel really good. So I'm really curious about the difference between yeah. my my tests because I things are very different. So actually, you know what? Maybe that's one of our first things we can talk about. You had a really great post. Oh my God, the other thing I was side note that I died laughing where you post I got invited to something at 8 p.m. Not all of us are on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm not made for late night functions. And I'll I'll commit. It's like so many of us do this, but it's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then get to the day of and you're just like praying they want to cancel. I'm so tired. (laughs) I just stay tired. I'm going to bed at that time. Not that early, but I'm winding down. I'm winding down. I don't want to be out. I want to be in sweatpants. So I have PCOS, so we often talk about that a lot on here. And I don't even think we need to go that far, but you often talk about like a hormone metabolism connection. And so I would love for you to explain that to our listeners a little bit more, because I think maybe sometimes people say, well, oh, I don't have PCOS. So that has nothing to do with me, but are still tired and can't lose weight and are bloated and have bad period, you know, quote unquote, bad periods or whatever. And, you know, obviously those two things are extremely connected. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which look, it's still vastly underdiagnosed. I mean, many people have very painful periods. They have 
all the metabolic, they have PCOS. Yeah. But they just think it's them. They just think, oh, it's my heavy periods or it's my really painful periods, my irregular periods. It's my acne. It's my hair loss. It's my. Yeah, it just becomes their personality. And yeah. It's not normal. It's not normal. Just because something's <clears throat> your everyday doesn't mean you should normalize it. Mm-hmm. So whether it's overtly diagnosable as PCOS or it's just somewhere on that spectrum of hormonal metabolic dysregulation, I mean, these PCOS is on the insulin resistance spectrum. So it's it's meaning that insulin, it's a hormone that our pancreas produces that is meant to regulate blood sugar and it's a fat storing hormone and it's a signaling molecule. And people that with PCOS have most of them at least have an insulin resistant component to what's driving the cysts in the first place. So until, which is impacting their metabolism Mm -hmm. and why you have all these metabolic symptoms, these, these metabolism symptoms that go along oftentimes with someone with PCOS. So the great news is that it's largely improvable, supportable, reversible, healable, so it just takes time. It's not a quick fix, mm-hmm. but it's one that that we see great success with, with enough time and consistency and, and thoughtfulness. What are some of the like actionable things that a woman can do? And I also feel like outside of having PCOS, these are things that most women can do that just help yeah. regulate hormones. Yeah, absolutely. So it starts with food which is most people can assume. But when you're dealing with insulin resistance and a a hormonal problem that beyond insulin, but with, that's impacting estrogen and progesterone and testosterone and something called DHT, which you'll typically see off with PCOS problems as well, which is basically a very potent form of testosterone. You don't always see that high with PCOS, but you'll oftentimes see it in balance. And it starts largely with food. So every food we eat is going to either feed inflammation or fight it. And it's another opportunity to calm that inflammation levels down and improve insulin signaling, improve glucose balance. Insulin's meant to regulate your blood sugar or glucose. Mm-hmm. So glucose balance and reversing insulin resistance is really the clinical objective, is the name of the game mm. when it comes to supporting PCOS and reversing PCOS. So looking at well, if I just break it down, like what are the inflammatory core four of things that I would be mindful of? It would be gluten-containing grains would be number one. Let's not put it in particular order. For some people, that's not number one, but let's just put it on the list. Is And it's not what the grain so much as what we've done to it. And that's another point, like what your husband yeah. notices. He can get away with things in Italy. I lose can- weight when I'm there because we obviously spend a lot of time there. Yeah. I eat my face off when I'm there. And I, I, I last year, I lost 10 pounds when I was there for three weeks. Yeah. It's huge. It's stark. I mean, the patients, my European patients, not just in Italy, but for many countries in the EU do better. They, they, they don't have to follow as a specific, succinct advice. They have a little bit more wiggle room and resilience. We're launching ancient grain pasta soon. That's amazing. Like land that has never been touched by anything like no. So I will send you that as soon as that send it to me. It's fantastic. And that's the, that's the the caveat. And then I think also, okay, is it the stress? Like people when they're abroad on holidays, they tend to be stressed as well, which certainly 
plays a part of it, but it's our soil microbiome. It's what we spray. It's the hybridization. It's all of the things. It's a confluence of factors, but yes, people do great with sourdough mm -hmm. many times. They could do great with ancient grains. I'm so glad you're putting that out in the world where it is more ancestral. It is more, it's, it's, it's in part decreasing the, what researchers call an evolutionary mismatch, this sort of chasm between genetics and epigenetics. So fermenting mm. the grain protein or having an ancient grain is going to our microbiome, all the trillions of bacteria in our gut, as well as our own gastrointestinal systems going to recognize that food because we haven't done so much to it. Mm -hmm. But you know, if we're, if we're looking at PCOS specifically or any hormonal problem, looking at gluten-containing grains, getting better versions, like you, you just mentioned, industrial seed oils would be number two. So the, the modern Westerners just over consuming vegetable oil, canola oil, soybean oil. Look, in small amounts in boxed foods, isn't going to matter. It's the overconsumption of it that it's the ratios of omegas three, six, and nine are off and it's a pro-inflammatory state. So they're not getting enough olive oils in their life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not getting enough grass-fed butter or ghee or avocados or wild-caught fish or these healthy fats that are essential for what oils so do you things. have in your home? Olive oil, olive, avocado olive oil. oil. Yeah. Olive oil, avocado oil, avocados, fish, like not just oils, but fat sources as a whole. But the top of my list is olive oil for sure. Yeah. And avocado oil and coconut oil. I, we have it in the house. I don't use it as much. I think it can work great for some people. We use grass-fed butter a lot. Ghee works well for a lot of our patients that have a casein problem and dairy sensitivity, but the casein protein is removed with clarified butter or mm -hmm. ghee. So that would be the other one to think about would be conventional dairy and be problematic. But the A2, again, the ancestral thing, like the OG casein is A2. So when yeah. you're seeing that A2 milks creep up, it's because just like with the ancient grain, that's an ancient dairy mm -hmm. that would have humans would have consumed. Oh, this is another thing I want to send you actually side note really quick. And I don't want to interrupt you, but I don't want to forget is that I've been taking fatty 15 for almost a year and yeah. the science behind C15 and this discovery is just so magical and really incredible, but that only comes from full fat milk. So most people are super deficient in it because it's not even, we don't even have access to that, the milk that even really contains it anymore, yeah. which is so interesting. And li listen, I don't want to have like a doomsday conversation, but there's just a lot of people and everything is industrialized. And this is just a part of yeah. living on this planet at this point. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it can sound doomsday, but the reality is we all can make really simple steps. Totally. And the, bo the body's amazingly resilient. Most people just don't know they even have an option or they need to do a different option. Mm -hmm. So it's just, just about empowerment more than anything else. Live your life and make the decisions you want to live. But I believe in pro-choice when it comes to this stuff. And mm -hmm. people just don't know they have a choice. And I want to have informed consent for the, the foods that people are eating and the things they're exposing, exposing them to some, themselves to on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. They have a choice. Gluten, dairy, what are the other yeah. two? Gluten, dairy, industrial seed oils. We said oh, that. seed oils. And, and fourth would be added sugar. Mm. So it's like even the nice sounding euphemisms for sugar look at the grams of added sugar throughout the day. Uh, this is like never before in human history. We're talking about literally just the last few generations 
are consuming copious amounts of sugar that humans never, never would have consumed. Mm-hmm. Refined sugar in the absence of fiber, it's processed, it's refined. We don't have fiber to blunt this spike of sugar. And it's feeding hormonal problems. It's mm-hmm. feeding things like PCOS. So moderating your carbs, making sure we're looking at the quality of the carbohydrates. You don't have to be full-blown keto, even though I will say, if you're talking about PCOS specifically and insulin resistance, there is compelling research to show that lower carb and ketogenic diets for a time cyclically mm-hmm. can be very beneficial yeah, and intermittent sure. fasting, which is in, in, increasing ketosis as well. But for the average person from a sustainability standpoint, I think just moderating and lowering your carbs can be really beneficial for PCOS specifically. Some people don't have to be so mindful about that. They have a lot more carb tolerance Mm -hmm. and flexibility there. But since you asked about PCOS, that typically is a group of people that do better with low, let's just say keto to moderate carbs coming from whole food fiber rich sources. I do that 80% of the time. And then if there's like a fun night out and my husband and I want to get an in and out on the way home, or if we are going somewhere like, you know, an Italian restaurant that one of our friends owns, I will enjoy it. And, but how I do that is making sure that I enjoy it without any guilt because I don't put myself in a, because I think so many PCOS girls, I mean, we know have crazy eating disorder issues from not being able to lose weight for so long. So you spiral into this guilt and shame Mm -hmm. tornado, which is awful. And I make sure that I have a bunch of vegetables first. I eat a big fat salad to make sure that I can digest it in the best mm-hmm. way possible. I try to do a little walk around the block afterwards while I'm waiting yeah. for my car a couple times and I release it into the world as something lovely that I had an experience sharing with other people. And then I let it go. You know that's what I mean? What That's what I want people to do. You're doing exactly what I think the healthy, sane thing to do mm-hmm. is, as I talk about in gut feelings, using meals as a medicine, but also as a meditation. And as I say in the book, eat whatever you want, but check in with your body. And sometimes it's the community and hanging out or because you want to, and that's good enough. So shame and stressing about healthy foods is worse than the food itself. Like mm-hmm. eat it and move on. But you may find out, not you in this scenario, but the, you know, the, this example of someone that's using meals as a meditation, they may find out, oh, I actually, it wasn't worth it. So they're going to find an alternative Absolutely. and they're going to grow in awareness. But I'm the same way. Like I want people to have a grace and a lightness and a flexibility when it comes to wellness, because there it can very easily trickle into orthorexia, disordered eating Absolutely. or unhealthy foods, which is the antithesis of sustainable wellness. wellness. Think you know diamonds? Probably not as much as you think. Over a billion years old, the natural diamond is still very much a part of the present. It's our engagement ring. It's a gift from our partner or the jewelry we buy to celebrate a win that sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that stone is connected to 10 million people around the world, from Canada to Africa to Australia? The impact of the natural diamond industry is huge providing healthcare, building schools, and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction 
and protects more land than Paris, London, and New York City combined, which is a lot. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. So discover all the natural diamond truths that you probably don't know at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. You guys have heard me talk about parallel a million times because it's a huge part of my vitamin routine and one that I really can't live without. Parallel is the only OBGYN founded vitamin brand offering targeted vitamin routines for every unique stage of a woman's hormonal life. So that's pre-kids through pregnancy and into postpartum. They are not just a prenatal vitamin brand either. Each product is meticulously formulated by their founding team of world-class OBGYNs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, they have endocrinologists, and then all those people partner with functional medicine doctors, nutritionists, and even doulas. So it's really one of the first products that I've ever encountered that both Western and Eastern medicine practitioners are agreeing on. I've been taking the mom multi-pack since Carmela came into this world. Um, and then now I've transitioned to the conception formula. Davide takes the men's multi because fertility is obviously very much 50 50 and then the other product that i don't go a day without obviously that you're going to talk about constantly is the pcos support they also have vitamin packs for each individual trimester of pregnancy which hopefully i will be taking in the next year and if you're not quite ready for a baby no big deal parallel has an incredible general multivitamin for all women Exclusively for our Everything is the Best listeners, Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months of Parallel with code BEST15. So head to Parallel.co, that's P-E-R-E-L-E-L.co, and you can cancel anytime with a 30-day money-back guarantee. I used to have a podcast before this one when I really started learning about food and additives, and I would like have these podcasts where I would just be like... We can't like nobody can have any of this and we can't have that. And I was so scared and I was like, we're all going to die. And this is horrible. And I'm like, I just do my best. <laughs> like, yeah, do the best and give the rest to God. That's it's just, what we it do is do. what it is, because but yeah. I'm not going to waste my life doing that either. And especially and then I'll just ask another question. You know, like I'm sure you have tons of clients that are like me who, you know, want to invest in functional medicine and want to do a lot of preventative things and, you know, do their best to eat organic and eat the right things, yada, 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 but also are like me that like to get Dysport injected in their face, which I do. And I have lip injections and I mean, I'm pretty good. You know, I don't get my nails done that often. Like, I feel like there's like a bad, you know, I'm like, if I'm going to do that, then I don't need to have like nail polish on all the time. I don't know. In my head, I'm just like trying to like, okay, I have check marks there. I'm going to try to not have them other places. What are your thoughts on injectables? Yeah, I look, I have a unique position in the sense of generally speaking, I see people all on the spec, like from mild cases that are looking to just optimize their health. Like maybe they have some fatigue, some inflammation issues, some weight loss resistance, hormonal problems, all the way to severe food sensitivities, autoimmune issues, GI issues, and then everything in between. Mm -hmm. So if I've... If I see a reaction to something, like if anybody's going to see a reaction to something, it's going to be me for 13 years doing this. Yeah, I sure. do so not curious. see reactions. I don't see reactions to Botox. I don't see reactions. Oh, really? For, no. Okay. 
And I, a lot of our patients decide to get it because they, they, they're like you in the sense that they, we live in a modern world. We want the best of both worlds. And it's not, you have to live like this sort of Amish, like old crunchy hippie life. You can live a modern hippie, (laughs) a modern hippie lifestyle (laughs) where you're, you're using the best of what research shows to be beneficial for our health, but still want some non-invasive ways to to look, you know, more youthful or whatever, look, yeah. look more alive, more vibrant, whatever. So I don't think it's a problem because it's dosed accordingly. Look, are there exceptions to what I'm going to say? Yeah, I'm sure there are. But you haven't that. noticed a consistent in with all, I mean, I'm sure most, a lot of your patients are female. I'm mostly, sure. mostly women. Yeah. A lot. I have a big array of types of people that would, that have gotten the injectables, not just Botox and, and this port. And what's the other one? Why am I not thinking about it? It's it was, it's the, there's another not Dysport. It doesn't Hammer. matter. I use Dysport. Dysport's fabulous. <laughs> I, I'm like, I mean, it just it lasts so long and and it acts fast. Are there any? I'm sure. What cosmetic procedures have you seen be the most dysregulating? I'm sure boob jobs, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I had I, to say, if I have I, if, implants and I don't have, I feel great, but I'm like, I do hot yoga. And then I read something the other day that like, we've, they've never tested the implants and like heat. And I'm probably, it's probably like seeping out of me when I'm saunaing and I'm just like, Ooh, maybe it's time yeah, to get those things it, out. It's a variable, right? Is it a problem for everybody? Certainly not. So I don't want to be hyperbolic with this. I think but that it can people, be, it can be. And especially I would say for people that have other health issues going on, we see a connection and then amongst the breast implant illness community, there's a higher rate of people that have different methylation gene variants, which are mm. methylation is like a big interconnected pathways of detox, hormonal regulation, inflammation regulation, neurotransmitter regulation. They tend to have more of these homozygous methylation gene variants like MTHFR and some higher percentage of people that have HLA gene variants, which are human leukocyte antigens, which makes their body more sensitive to different things. So different bacteria, viruses, mold, toxins. So it's a combination of this sort of genetic. That's so interesting. Do you run yeah. a genetic test on yeah. everyone? Everybody. Yeah. Some people opt to not get it. So, I mean, I recommend it to everybody, but not everybody, you know, some people are like, eh, I don't want to know that. And <laughs> they'll, they'll, I, you know, they, I have to explain it. Like, we're not going to tell you like, Look, genetics are just part of it. You can have methylation. You can have all the gene variants yeah. of something in the world. Genetics aren't your destiny. It is just like the 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 saying is: genetics load the gun, epigenetics pulls the trigger. Yeah, okay. Because you can have a genetic predisposition for something, it doesn't mean it's being expressed. Some environmental, whether it be food or stress or toxins or a combination of you know unresolved trauma, for yeah. example. Something triggered that genetic predisposition. But yeah, we look at the one third. One third is typically the genetic component of it, where maybe many millions and millions of people have breast implants and they're fine, but a subset of people report problems. And whenever they get the explants, they feel better. So fascinating. Yeah. It's it's a very fascinating thing because it's true. Some of it, some people have these mutations and they'll never know about it. And some people, yeah, it's just our bodies are just really fascinating. And then it, you're right. It's interesting to see that other things that can trigger these things. Into exactly. And range. I see people with genetic predispositions all the time that live long, healthy lives totally, because of, of they, 
they're they're addressing the things they have some agency over, some mm-hmm. over epigenetics. Okay, so we asked our audience some questions. I mean, I can't believe how many people want to talk about Ozempic. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny to me is like, I'm like, do you guys think this is new? Like there have always been ways. Like I know people who did like HGH and HCH injections, like an HCG, sorry, an HCG. Like there's a million ways to lose weight that are secretive yeah. that people haven't known about. Like, yeah, I don't know why everybody feels like they're being denied something. Cause I'm also like, so we're not concerned about all the like plastic surgery, everybody like, no, you want everyone to announce their plastic surgery too. Like, yeah. But <clears throat> what do you think about it? So you're right. It's nothing new. This is just the latest. It's the latest yeah. zeitgeist of like, oh, the America's get thin quick thing. You know, if you're looking at the mechanism of action of how these drugs work, these semaglutides, whether it's in the brand name of Zempic or the Wagovi or Manjaro. By the way, they've been around forever. They're just now a pharmaceutical with a fancy name. Yeah, it's yeah. They're impacting hormones in the intestines. They make you feel fuller longer. I, as far as risk factors, the more common side effects are things like nausea, feeling sick, like gastrointestinal symptoms. And there's rare side effects of thyroid cancers for some people that have genetic predispositions for these things. I've seen it increase pancreatitis in some people, smaller subset of people, Mm -hmm. lipase, like really spiked pancreatic enzymes and pancreatic stress. I, as a functional medicine doctor, I don't recommend it for people. I don't think it's going to solve their problem, but could it be a tool within their toolbox for some people? Certainly. I'm not going to shame somebody if they decide to do that. Again, pro-choice when it comes to healthcare. I just want informed consent and make the decision for yourself. But the reality is we don't have a weight loss resistance problem in the United States because of a Wagovi deficiency. So let's figure out why we have the problem in the first place. And look, if you're talking about Ozempic specifically, it's for on label for type two diabetics. Yeah. And the problem is type two diabetics who want that medication can't get it now because everybody's taking it losing weight. Oh, was that really true? I thought that was just a rumor. No, it's happening and costs Jesus. are being impacted. Uh, certain pharmacies are limiting the amount you can get because of the short supply. Jesus. At this point, I'm sure they're going to fix the supply chain issues. But Wagovi, it is on label for weight loss. So I think people, if they want that choice and want to do that, then go to the Wagovi. The weight go loss to the, one. Yeah. yeah. Go to the weight loss one and let the diabetics what they get, get, get what they need. But the reality, even the diabetics, like I can get people reversing their diabetes off of these medications and not dependent on pharmaceuticals naturally. Yeah, that's your goal anyway, is to help insulin resistance at its core and not put some sort of bandit on it. Cause I think everybody feels like they're not being told some truths and, Oh, you'll gain the weight back. But like nothing is ever going to work unless you maintain a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You're working out. Like, it, yeah. it, I don't know why everybody's so, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in LA, so I'm, I have a little bit more understanding that there's like always things that people are going to be doing that other that they're yeah. not sharing. I de- I mean I've known that since I was like 13. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is it's yeah, so could it be a tool within your toolbox but you have to like you said you you're not going to 
it's not going to work unless you're a healthy person exactly. and your hormones are being balanced, especially because I know so many doctors give it for girls with PCOS. Yeah. So great. Use it for a couple of months, but like, you know, yeah. What's the long-term sustainability? 100%. Of it you can't get yeah. off it and eat McDonald's all day long and not work out. I mean, that's not a thing. Yeah, no. So I, and I think some people, what it could do, if I'm like looking at a glass half full, I think it could give some people an encouragement, like, oh, I got my head above water. Cause totally. I feel like, oh, this is working. And they, they feel almost like more encouraged to want to eat foods that love them back. Cause they don't feel like it's just an insurmountable thing. And guess so. what? Everyone I know has done it. And that's what everybody says is they feel lighter. They feel, you know, sometimes when you're in a place in your life where you feel like, why, like, where do I even start? Like, mm -hmm. how do I get over this hill? Yeah. I know many of my friends and I have, I have like health practitioners in my life who haven't been able to figure out how to get extra weight off who are like, Oh my God, I did this for two months. And I'm now I have more energy at the gym and I'm like, great, do whatever makes you feel good. Now, exactly. If it gives you a head start in life, go for it. But it's sustainability. You're going to have to fall back on some practices that aren't absolutely. quick fixes. All right. I'm going to tell you guys about my biggest underwear obsession. And if you know anything about me, you know that I am like a giant Skims girl. And the Fits Everybody Collection by Skims is their best kept secret. I've been wearing it since before I got pregnant. So think about the various shapes my body has been in. And I wear all of the products still. It feels like you're not wearing anything. I cannot explain it enough. Skims is creating the next generation of underwear for every body. And I will tell you this, I'm really particular about it because my other favorite brand of underwear that I've been wearing for years, I had to throw all of them away when I got pregnant. Like, they were cutting off the circulation to the lower half of my body. And that is not what happens with Skims because their fits everybody collection of underwear stretches to twice the size without ever losing shape, meaning you get the perfect fit every time. And they're available in sizes extra, extra small, up to 4X. They are lightweight. They mold to your body. It's a buttery soft fabric that feels like you are wearing nothing. I want you to believe the hype. The collection is over... 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims fits everybody. Skims fits everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now on skims.com. Plus you get free shipping on orders over $75 all at skims.com. If you place your order, I would love for you to let them know that I sent you. Go to the podcast section in the survey and be sure to select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Listen, I don't think I've ever led you astray. I'm not going to lead you astray on this. Skims fits everybody is the best investment you will make in your underwear. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal is not healthy. And we know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it just an ultra processed food. And so sometimes you just need to try something fresh. Dogs will eat anything. Shoes, toilet paper, garbage, and even kibble. And just because they eat it doesn't mean that it's good for them. So let me tell you something. Why does dog food have to be dry or wet food? Why can't it just be food? And the real food that we are going to give our dog is the farmer's dog. It's real, fresh, healthy dog food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their natural value. I love my animals. 
I love them more than anything. And when I was ordering the farmer's dog, it's amazing how personalized it gets because you like pick your dog and you give them a little profile. Then you say, you know, do they lick their paws? Do they have this? Do they have that? Boom, 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 boom. And then they make the perfect little blend for your dog. They come pre-portioned, the meals arrive, ready to serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. And dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have such a good deal for you. You get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at the farmer's dog dot com slash best. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to the farmer's dog.com slash best to get 50% off. That's the farmer's dog.com slash best. Go to farmer's dog.com slash best to get 50% off your first box plus free shipping. So you talk a great deal about inflammation and I don't know if everybody really understands kind of what it is and what it does to your body. So can you give like a quick explanation about inflammation? Sure. So it's a product of the immune system. So we have different inflammatory pathways, many different inflammatory pathways. We have pro-inflammatory, what are called cytokines, which are basically proteins, different types of what are called interleukins. And the proteins that we measure on labs, like high-sensitivity C-reactive protein or HSCRP, which is a what they call a surrogate lab for different types of interleukins. But basically, it's a product of the immune system. We need it. The human species would not be here without healthy, a healthy inflammatory response. Got it. It's what fights off bacteria. It's what kills off viruses. It's what heals wounds. But it's balanced, measured inflammation. It's subject to homeostasis, the Goldilocks principle, right? We don't want too high inflammation. We don't want too low inflammation. That's immunodeficiency, which we need an appropriate inflammatory response. The problem is most people have in, inappropriate inflammatory responses. It's inflammation too high for too long. That's chronic inflammation. What are the inflammation. symptoms of that? Well, it could be anything. It exists on a spectrum. Okay. So mild, let's go from top to bottom. It could be talking about neurologically. It could be brain fog, like trouble with word recall, name recall. I walk into a room and I don't remember what oh I did. Oh my God, that's me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my well, husband, I'm always like, why am I in here? Why am I in here? Why am I in here? <laughs> <laughs> funny, but not funny, right? <laughs> funny because it's such a common human experience. It's a common human experience. Yeah. But most of us are inflamed to some degree. It's common, not normal. So, yeah. and like stress impacts that too. Stress and physiological and psychological things will impact neuroinflammation, which is what brain fog is. So we have agency over calming that. Meditation can calm it. Eating foods like supporting our neuroinflammation can help decrease that too. So fatigue, anxiety, depression, there's a whole field of research called the cytokine model of cognitive function. They can go on PubMed and read it, but it's basically oh, cool. re research looking at how does inflammation impact mental health? And that's really the topic of gut feelings, the latest book. It's just mm -hmm. like, it's not separate. Mental health is physical health. Mm -hmm. And we have to look at how physiological and mental, emotional, spiritual things like unresolved trauma, stress, even intergenerational trauma. How are these things impacting our health today? And how do we deal with both sides? But going down like the body, thyroid problems are inflammatory. The leading cause of low thyroid function in the West is Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune mm -hmm. thyroid issue. Poor eyesight, like, like night blindness, like people that have trouble, they can't see at night. That's inflammatory. Whoa. Oftentimes. 
Wow. That's so fascinating. Again, probably someone thinks that's normal and it's just a part of aging or something. Which aging looks, yeah, aging, it is a part of aging, but it, it, what inflammation will do, it's accelerated aging. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, it's, you're aging faster than you need to. Mm-hmm. So then it's going down, it could be weight loss resistance is inflammatory, has inflammatory components, hormonal problems are inflammatory because it's a receptor site issue. So when you're talking about insulin resistance or which drives PCOS and type two diabetes and weight loss resistance, it's receptor sites signaling. It's a hormonal signaling problem because of inflammation. And then, you know, all the way down, it could be digestive problems I mentioned to skin problems, skin flare-ups. All of those are symptoms of inflammation and they exist on a spectrum. What about autoimmune diseases? I know this is a, we could talk about this for hours. And I, and are there like a correlate, like who, that must correlate, right? Like autoimmune and inflammation must be kind of like hand in hand. It's it's a specific subset. Not all inflammatory problems are autoimmune, but all autoimmune issues are inflammatory. So it. it's a bit of semantics. And look, every year there's a new inflammatory problem that would never conventionally classified as autoimmune, that then they find autoimmune components to it. We just don't understand it yet. I mean, researchers are always looking at this. So every year we learn more when you're looking at it. Like, so for heart, for example, heart disease, certain cases are found to have autoimmune components that never was classified as autoimmune disease. It still isn't, but that researchers are exploring autoimmune components to it. While it's not an autoimmune disease, it can have an autoimmune component. Same with type, many types of chronic health problems. So autoimmune issues is over a hundred different diseases that we classify as overtly obvious autoimmune, meaning the immune system has lost recognition of self and is like something called molecular mimicry. The immune system is tagging antibodies, which are flags for destruction against certain parts of the body. So the most common ones are rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Sjogren's disease, autoimmune thyroiditis, usually Hashimoto's or Graves disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, celiac disease. Those are the most common ones. I think I named them all, but there's over a hundred. There's lots of them that are classified as autoimmune. So that's a big percentage of people that we see clinically. So, you know, clearly most people listening to this don't have access to, you know, someone like you. Unfortunately, a lot of doctors don't do labs for, you know, deeper lab, you know, I want to try to help people who are listening to this and don't feel their best in the mm-hmm. best way possible. We got a lot mm-hmm. of questions about autoimmune in our Q&A. So what are, how should people who have an autoimmune be advocating for themselves? And are there things that people can do at home, which I'm sure are probably blanket things that you would suggest for all of your patients to help with autoimmune? Yeah. So I would say first, all first off is that I think that's a, people, you're absolutely right. It's a very frequently asked question. So I'm glad we're covering it here is that they're counting themselves out and saying, well, I don't have access to functional medicine. I mean, look, 13 plus years of doing this, seeing every socioeconomic background, most of our patients are nine to five middle-class working class people who live on a fixed income, who have to budget for their health. Yeah. But they budget for their health because it's important to them. Mm-hmm. And Americans dramatically spend very little on their health, but they spend a lot of money on material things mm. that, so I think 
I, I'm overgeneralizing and I know there's exceptions to what I'm saying. And there are people that really do need access to functional medicine that don't have access to it and need help. But the vast majority of people who say that it's a priority problem, not a price problem. And we make sure we give like group options. We have lower cost options for people to give people support. So that's don't wonderful to know, because I don't know if everybody knows that. So that's great. Yeah, it, It's important to know, right? It is because it's, I, I can't, I mean, can't tell you how many cases, thousands I've seen of like single working moms who have went blind mm. from MS and lost all their hair because of alopecia, mm-hmm. reclaim their health, but their, their why was bigger than their excuses. Yeah. The people that are like, oh, it's not for me. It's for the blonde, like celebrity. It's, they're the ones that are spending it on clothes and their latest iPhone and vacations and alcohol and eating out. And it's a priority problem. And that's okay. Yeah. I want people to be have pro-choice. So if they want to go and spend their money on that, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't say that we don't have regular people because we do in functional medicine. So I would say, but look, if they there are a lot of people that don't even need functional medicine at this point. They mm-hmm. they they just need to take action on their on their own. I think like really lean into. I, I talk about so much protocol stuff that people could do on their own without a doctor on my podcast. So listen to like over a hundred episodes of the art of being well, I go into deep dive protocols, like what they can do without a doctor. That's why I write books. So they can do low cost things without a doctor. There are a lot of direct to consumer labs that you don't need a doctor for. Like what? Uh, Inside tracker is one. Inside tracker is uh, my blanking. Inside tracker is my go-to for like good starting labs that you can learn about your health. Biome is another one that you can learn about your health, take action on your health. Yeah, there are other ones out there. Direct-to-consumer labs. If you listen to my podcast, I talk about different brands. The names are eluding me right now, but you don't need a doctor for, and they're low cost. They're really low cost. You can get data about your health to be empowered to learn about your biochemistry. And then go back to what I said about those inflammatory core four. I have to add a plus one I would say alcohol, which I don't know if we talked God about. God damn it. I, that was going to be like one of my last questions. <laughs> you can't take alcohol away from me. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You post something about it like a year ago. And I, I wrote like, this feels like a personal attack. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. That's so funny. Uh, that was me. What? I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, again, informed consent. People, I want people but to- But it really just is want. damaging my brain, huh? It. It is not. It's a neurotoxin. I don't want to sugarcoat it. No, go ahead, please. Let me I, I could sugarcoat it. It's probably going to make the wine worse if it's high sugar. But low sugar, low alcohol, organic, biodynamic, regenerative wine, that's the least assaulting, but it's okay. still high in histamines, which histamines can cause brain fogs. We see a lot of histamine intolerance patients because they have these gene variants that make them more sensitive to histamines. So it's not serving most people. But look, you have to make the decision for yourself. Maybe the community and hanging out with your friends and family, it's worth it. And it's occasional. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I don't want to be a teetotaling Puritan. I want people to like live the life they want to live. And it is just, helpful to give the science yeah. that says, go ahead and do it. But you just should know this yeah. is not benefiting you. In any it's way. not. And you, I, I, I could give you some supplements to take if you're going to have it. But then I, to me, I think it's just encourages like, oh, just, it's like just what, glutathione? Like, <laughs> like what? Tell me right now. <laughs> 
I take glutathione before yeah, I go it to is. bed. <laughs> it's, it would be, you, you already know it. You already know it. It's the, 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 the wine hacks. Glutathione binder can help. It's not a get out of jail free card. No, of it's course just not. like, it's just, yeah, maybe dampening some of the potential effects. But I would say if you're looking for other things that people can do without a doctor, just low cost, free, uh, low cost or free accessible things, soups and stews are another massive thing, which is such an old world. Like no matter where your ancestors came from, like it's something that, yeah, it just like such a, like, it's cliche of like the chicken soup when you're sick. It's not the noodles that people that make people healthy. It's, it's. It is the broths, it's the stock, it's the cooked vegetables, it's the protein that's soft and easy to digest. Mm -hmm. So, and it's very, it's very low cost because people can batch make it, they can cook things that maybe are kind of past being ripe. So soups and stews, I put lots of recipes in gut feelings for that. I love the name gut feelings, by the way. What a great name. Thank you. Because the feeling side of gut feelings is the free stuff that's honestly so powerfully needle moving. So like mindfulness, meditation, breath work, somatic practices, forest bathing, these are all free. These are all free things that people can do that I see be so powerful, so powerful. And you don't need a functional medicine doctor or any doctor for that. So that's really leaning to these somatic mind-body practices is very influential on your biochemistry. Okay, last question. And it's something that you just touched on on your Instagram. So obviously I encourage everyone to follow you because you are giving out so much information all the time. Three supplements everyone should be taking. Food is first. So that's my caveat here. Mm -hmm. You can't supplement your way out of a poor diet. So start with food. But filling in the gaps, I would say methylated B vitamins. Oh, okay. Methylfolate, methylcobalamin or methyl 12 very much needed in our modern diet. Most people aren't eating, like the soil isn't what it once was. They're not eating enough of these foods. And they oftentimes we have to overcompensate for the amount of methylation support we need because of the amount of things we're exposed to and the stress that people are under. So being, don't don't overdo it, but just within reason, having a, a, a dose of methylated B vitamins. Number two, I would say vitamin D3 and K2. And if I had at a third, it would be vitamin A. I think fat-soluble vitamins as a whole are very deficient. So making sure you can get most of those from food and sunlight from vitamin D. I think that those are very important when it comes to our immune system, our mood, our energy levels, regulation of inflammation. So that's really it. Honestly, if I talk about most people, it would be vitamin A, D, K2, and B vitamins. Oh, I have one last question, actually. Now that you're here, I saw a TikTok yesterday. There was some sort of conference where there was a bunch of doctors and somebody asked every doctor, what do you think about probiotics? And it was like 12 different doctors. And they said, they don't really do anything. If you feel like taking them, that's fine. But there's no science behind probiotics really working. What do you think about that? I There is a lot of science showing that they work without that's a what doubt. I, I was like, I yeah. think I've I have interviews with people who yeah. bring up yeah, the science gastro- about probiotics working. And yeah. I take my Just Thrive. I'll tell you this. I take Just Thrive probiotics and I take the Calm by Just Thrive every day. And I have, I feel like I'm on an antidepressant. Yeah. And there's a lot of that's research. That's a new thing. So I don't know. 
Maybe it's, it's a placebo, a, but then I'm fine with the placebo effects too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. Placebo isn't a bad thing. Placebo is mind-body, right? It's mind-body mm-hmm. connection of like belief, mind over matter. But there's actually beyond, beyond placebo, there's actually a lot of compelling research showing micro the microbiome and overall the even the my, microbiome mood connection between probiotics. But look, it's the wild west. I think it's a matter of like the quality, the efficacy, the survivability of these colony forming units. So yeah, there's probably a lot of ineffective probiotics out there. But if you get third-party tested, reputable, science-backed probiotics, it can be a tool within the toolbox. I still would say food is first. Yeah, of course. But it still can be a potential tool within toolbox. And I've seen it be a very significant player for many people, probiotics, when it's taken appropriately and getting the right source for your body. Okay. One very last question, which I love to ask all of our doctors on here. What are your non-negotiable like morning routines that you need that set you up for the day? Non-negotiable. Well, I would say waking up and seeing the sunrise, it's, 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 I would not say it's non-negotiable because if it's a cloudy morning <laughs> in Western Pennsylvania, you just have to roll with it. But I would say getting outside and like, I let the dogs out. So it's just something simple. It's not like it's yep. some big esoteric thing. It's My just husband just it. started doing this, by the way. Yeah. He wakes up it. and he sits outside in his robe for just five minutes before he does. Yes. And this is a man who's like, I don't believe in this stuff. And he <laughs> is like, I feel so much better. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I sit out with my cup of coffee, tea in the morning. And I just look and listen to the birds chirping. Yep. It's just something so primal. It kind of sets you up for the day. So get up 15 minutes earlier and do that. And a gratitude practice amongst that, I typically do a prayer meditation at that point of just like thanking God for the day of just, wow, this is awesome. And making the mundane a meditation, I guess, like there's nothing like specifically going on in the day, just like setting the intention for the day. And I will typically intermittent fast in the morning. That's not a non-negotiable because some days I don't intermittent fast, but I, it definitely helps me when I'm consulting patients. I feel really sharp when I do it in the morning. And it's easy. It's like, I don't have to think about it. I just get up and go. So I think I like that time compressed feeding. I'm not cutting calories. I'm just eating in specific windows. I don't do that as a woman with PCOS who would like to have another child, but I'll do that like the first two weeks of my cycle, but I definitely won't the second half. Yes. Uh, I love, I think most, any cycling female should do that. Should do a cyclical fasting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If they're going to do it at all. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to talk to you and thank you for your time. And I really appreciate it. Can I say real fast before we go, I, my team and I at the Dear Media event where I, we saw each other mm-hmm. in real life, we love your like panels and your like energy. Oh. You brought like the most awesome energy to that event. So just thank you for just being authentically you oh and being God. a lot. You, you influenced us so much. I mean, you, were inspired us so much at the clinic. And my team said, tell her we loved her the most. So I wanted to Oh you my that. God. That's so nice. That just made me choked up. Thank you. That means the world to me. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you have a great day and I might like sneak my labs over to yeah. you. <laughs> Send me over your labs. Send me, <laughs> send me your husband's poop labs. We'll, we'll, and we'll, I have olive oil coming to you. We were like out of it, but it literally is getting shipped this week to you. So you're going to get this giant, uncontrollable vat of pure Sicilian olive oil soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.